Hi, and welcome to an introductory episode of Channel Fury. What the hell's that? Well, let's find out. Let's start by introducing my co-host here, Rob. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Good, good, good. Uh, and I'm Jim. Um, we did talk about whether we should change his, Rob's name to, to Bob and be Bob and Jim, but apparently someone's got the uh, someone's got the copyright on that, so we decided to go back to, to Rob and Jim. Rob, tell us uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your uh, and in particular your blood bowl history because that's what we're here to talk about. So weirdly, well, our blood bowl history is quite intertwined because we both started around the same time and both played in the same beginner season. So I started in twenty twenty one. I want to no, it was before that. Twenty nineteen. When did we start? Twenty 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 one sounds about right, but the fact that we're pondering over it. Shows how old and forgetful we are. Yeah, we played a bit of bowl. Played a bit of bowl. So yeah, jumped into beginners league. Enjoyed that. Um, then there wasn't anything going on until the main league was about to begin. Um, so I started running uh, my own league in that window because coaches wanted more blood bowl. Um, there is plenty of London in blood bowl, but depending on where you want to play and what time you can play means that there's different availability and I didn't know this at the time so I set up the Salt Bowl League and we are just in our fifth season uh, we are mid-season at the moment looking to have the playoffs in the new year and that'd be a nice way to start the new year with a little bit more blood bowl I like Rob I started playing um, back whenever it was um, in, in the DBLs the Dragon Bowl Leagues Underworld University so the beginners league that a legend called Mark Hampson runs um, and got completely hooked on blood bowl I'd, I'd been a war gamer before that but um, like most people who play 40k was completely miserable with it um, and boy it's something that was actually fun to do um, as, as well as social and, and blood bowl absolutely became that and we both play lots of league and a bit of tournament clearly focused on the london scene but traveling for, for the latter for tournaments um, and we thought it'd be useful to have a, a podcast that talks about the london blood bowl scene Focused more on leagues than some of the other podcasts, but touched on tournaments and other things that are happening as well. So I think, Rob, that's our, our plan and what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I think it's good to, I mean, London is, for such a massive area and such a massive amount of blood bowlers, we are still, we have got little pockets of us where everyone plays in their own league and we all sort of get stuck in our own league and don't really branch out from there has a few times got a little bit elitist where it's just like, oh, I play this league or I play that league. And I think we're there to try and bring London a bit more back together and just be like, at the end of the day, we all just turn up to play this game. We all have a laugh. We all get on when we meet up at tourneys and stuff. Um, so, yeah, let's try and push the London scene a little bit more, get people playing, you know, different leagues. It's, you know, it's not always try hard all the time. Sometimes you've got to go and play your silly leagues, which we will go over some of the silly leagues that are run in London. Um and yeah, change change up people's mindset a little bit, hopefully, of what each league sort of provides to people and people might find a league that they didn't even know about, which will also be great. Yeah, so I think the intention is we'll talk about the leagues we know best, which are things like the DBL, um, the Salt Bowl League, uh, the We Free League, which is uh, one of the silly leagues Rob was referring to as a, as a subsidiary, if you like, of the, the DBL. And we'll try and get people on board to talk about some of the other leagues that are happening. I know I've partaken in a, a Gutter Bowl League this year, I know there's leagues in Bromley and in Kingston and in various places uh, around town that we can try and get people on to, to talk about. And some other mad silly leagues that involve, you know, progressing from sevens through to elevens via different routes. So there's, there's all sorts of different things we can talk about and hopefully you'll find it interesting. I think one of the things we are planning on doing is when we get guests on, asking them to tell us a, a bit about themselves and running through what we've currently called the, the three likes block. 
So we want to try and ask uh, everyone three different things they like about the game. So perhaps we should uh, kick that off now. Rob, maybe we can go through yours first. Well, the first one is uh, favourite team. Um, for me, there's only really one answer. Um, I think most people that know me will know what team it is. And for me, it's Lizardmen. Um, I played... Where, where did, I don't know where the idea came from, to be honest. I ended up playing a year of Lizards in tournament play. Um, I borrowed a team off of a pal um, to play in a backbreaker tournament that was in London. Um, and then I never gave the team back. Um, I just kept playing Lizards and I just sort of went... I was doing all right with them, not getting great results, getting quite a few losses and draws. Um, and then was like, well, obviously, if I just keep playing at this, I'll learn how to play the team. I'll get used to the situations that I'm being put in um, and I'll just keep running with it. Um, I had a tournament uh, uh, down in Rule Zero in London uh, run by Tom Loyne, who runs a lot of the, the tournaments in, in London. Um, and I just had three really like challenging games um, where I didn't think I was playing badly it was just dice were just dicing um i remember i played against um a guy called martin and his necromantic and he has uh wilhelm on the team and well one one going down to like the last turn and then he's got some horrible dodges to make so he dodges in with a zombie on a four plus does a four plus pickup dodges back out on like a three plus then dodges again hands off to wilhelm cheney and then makes like two go for it for the score on turn sixteen, and then so that works. That works one hundred percent of the time, fifty percent of the time, doesn't it, Rob? Yeah, that's a simple fifty-fifty play. Yeah, easy. Every every dice roll is a is a success or a failure, and, and sometimes it happens. And it was only really I had another game that was very similar where it was just, um, I played against a Skaven coach, I'd set up against like the one-turner, and then he hit a timeout, um, which allowed him to score a lot more comfortably, whereas the one-turner probably was quite a bit more of a challenge. And I sort of came away from that tournament being like, I didn't play badly, just the dice were the dice. So I was after that, I sort of really committed to doubling down and just going, right, we're going to stick with this team, we're just going to keep playing them. The dice were the dice, I didn't play badly, and it really changed my mentality and made me a lot more... Happy to push on with lizards. Once I realised about eye caging was another thing I learned with lizards. I then started seeing some results, and that did end up in my first uh, NAF trophy, which I was over the moon with, um, being a bit more of a tournament player these days than a league player. And I also took lizard men to the World Cup, and that's one of my favourite. We'll we'll touch back on that in a minute, but one of my favourite um, times playing Blood Bowl was just going away with a bunch of mates and having a laugh. It also had its pitfalls, but we'll touch on that later as well. We were, we were in the same team there, and it was it was loads of fun, absolutely. I am going to have to challenge you, Rob, on, on teams you've uh, you've enjoyed the most because you are you are known as someone who enjoys the game in a different way from other from other people. I think uh, you know you definitely uh, you know you do show your emotions when you're playing and can occasionally be a bit salty, as your NAF name uh, will will show. But you um, yeah definitely uh, you know enjoy in a different way than some other people sometimes. Oh yeah. There's always different angles. I think there's a there's a massive thing that I'm very aware of, and some people it's they're absolutely they've just got it under under wraps very early on in the in the playing of Blood Bowl. But like tilt and being an emotional character and letting it affect you and the decisions that you make, 
I think for some people is such a struggle and I'm definitely one of those people. I've definitely calmed down over the years from when, from when I was a youngster. Um, but yeah, it's still something I massively struggle with. And I did find Lizards sort of helped me to deal with it a little bit. I then move on to a different team in a league or a tourney and I find the same frustrations will come back up again. But that's just the way it is. It is. And, you know, lots of people say this in lots of different ways. It's a great community for it because it's very rare that your opponent gets upset about these things and they escalate. I mean, people sometimes, you know, as you say, tilt and get a bit um, about something, but then the life moves on and the game moves on really quickly and everyone gets on with it and has a good time. So, um, it's, yeah, it's a fantastic game for that. Yeah, I think the main thing yeah, is, is even if you've, even if you've been the biggest, saltiest idiot and you've, you've thrown your toys out the pram and you've just sort of seen the red mist and you've been really stupid and, you know, got a bit silly. I think at the end of the day, you get to the end of the game, you give your opponent a handshake or if you know him, give him a hug and just be like, sorry, mate, like just the red mist came in. It's not what I'm normally like. I just sort of other stuff's going on. And someone made a really good point to me the other day, which was, you also got to remember that we all play this as our hobby game. You've got no idea what's going on in someone's real, real life world. Yeah. You know, if someone's just lost their job or, you know, they've got a family member that's sick, you, you've got to take these things into account. If someone's behavior one day on a, especially in a tournament, you meet that person for the first time, you come away from it thinking, oh my God, I was such an idiot. But realistically, you've got no idea what's going on in their home life. And it might be that you bump into them in a couple of months somewhere else and be like, He's absolutely lovely. He was just having a bad time, or she was having a bad time. Um, so, yeah, I think we've always got to be mindful of that. Uh, your favourite team, Jim? I actually don't know what this is. I would take sure. a guess, but I would probably be wrong. Go on, go on, have a quick guess. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I would go. say Undead, because it's where you started, and you had quite a good season with Undead. But I think it might have changed recently, and not for the better, in my opinion. <laughs> Oh, I know what you're referring to, and actually, no, that's 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 wrong. So we'll come on to. So I, my my blood bowl history, whilst being about as long as yours, is a bit different because I've not settled down for one team and played them repeatedly. I'm trying to learn the game a different way, and every time I start a new league or go to a new tournament, I take a new team. So I'm on about ten or twelve different teams already. So I've got a few more to to choose from than you. And Dead was loads of fun in in my first year, and and you know, in, as a second year beginner, I picked old school vamps, and that was a different kind of challenge. Um, I will just quickly touch on your undead because I this is a, I think this is a really shows shows the man a little bit as well. So I was completely new to the blood bowl hobby, had come into it, and obviously Jim playing undead. Every time Jim killed an opposing player and gained the player on his team, he literally went and got the model of that team. So I was playing orcs when he killed one of my biggins. Miraculously, an undead biggin uh, turned up on Jim's team and played the remainder of the league as did for all of the other teams in the league. So even though he did smash one of your players, it was a nice little thing being like, you got to see that player reappear on the team and look like that player, which was a very nice touch. And I really enjoyed that. That, that roster did grow. Yeah, I, every team I played, regardless of whether I killed someone or not, just in case I killed someone, I, I painted up a, a zombie version of their player in their team colours to come and play for me. So it was quite a big roster by the end. And I do paint a full roster of players every time I'm, I'm starting one. So I've got about 30 or 40 player rosters every time I, I do something, which is uh, a whole different story for a different day. Um, but yeah, I, I think you were referring to, I, I hope it's not this, as, as the Dwarves. I've been playing Dwarves this year in League. Um, which um, the league unbeknowingly chose for me. So I put up five different versions of the fluff I might have for my league team this year, and the league voted on it, and they picked the dwarves. And they have been fun, and you know, 
a bloody good team, let's be fair, um, that, that survive a league really, really well. But not quite my most fun. My most fun was actually the first year in the DBL when I took um, Underworlds. And I still wasn't a very good player at that point. I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't play Underworld the way people play them nowadays with lots of fouling and removals. I effectively played them as more of a, a Skaven slash Elf team as a really agile throwing team. Um, ended up with a, the most completions that year, I think, in the DBL. Um, and just had great, great fun with them. It's one of those teams that can score with only five players on the pitch as long as one of them's a gutter runner. And it was just crazy, crazy fun. Again, mutations on players, and I was able to go away and model some of those mutations as I developed the players onto onto the models. And I, I found that really, really entertaining and really engaging. And that's my favourite team to date. So not the most successful I've had, but definitely my favourite. Yeah. I think that's it, though. I think everyone's got their own attachments for either moments or, you know, the league that you played that team in or the tournament you played that team in. I mean, I'm very results-driven, so obviously having my first NAF trophy with Lizards has definitely helped skew it. But I also like the um, the flex of Lizards. Having your Bash and having your Raj gives you a little bit of little bit of both, depending on how the, the game is going. Yeah, I must admit, Lizards is one of the teams I'm looking forward to playing the most. I think that's a great balance and gives you some great options. I think our, our second question was going to be, what's your favourite um, miniature from uh, Blood Bowl history? We are tabletop players rather than online players. I think we both dabble a bit online, but we're primarily tabletop players. So, um, and in particular, you know, star players, what, what would your favourite model be over the years? So I'll, I'll kick off this time. And for me, there's an absolute clear winner in terms of favourite star um, both in terms of what he brings to the teams uh, and then coming back to it, a model. Although, I'll be honest, I've not seen a bad model for this star. I, I just think Ripper Bolgrot is so much fun. I think, you know, he's, he's, it, you know he's, he's got a great character to him. He's got a great backstory to him. Um, he brings something fantastic to the teams he can play for, um, whether that's a slightly more reliable tossing a goblin option for some teams or or some high strength or... He's just a, a fantastic model, and the you know the current GW one is is great in fairness. As a things like the current brute fun, um, brute fun mini, if you want to go and look that up online. But my favourite is the the third edition Ripper that kind of defined the way he looks nowadays. So one fist above his head, a big spike coming out of the top of his helmet. I think that's an absolutely classic mini that I had to go and find online and painted up for a squad I've got for Chaos Renegades that's all second and third edition metal models bringing together models from different teams I, I really really enjoy that many and that's definitely my favourite over the course of the game pretty hard competition though what, what would you say Rob? See I really like the it's not even on a well I play it on a on a team that I've played but it's the uh, Ice Troll from Punga um, they did do a normal Yeti with the Norse team but I like the Snow Troll I just thought fit that theme so well and it's just such a lovely model with all the, the little um glaciers coming out of his shoulders and the shoulder pads is just just stunning he's a big lump and it just represents what i sort of picture playing for a norse team just going and smashing away anyone who's played norse or everyone i know who's played norse will not feel the same because the yeti is always absolutely useless and doesn't do what he's supposed to be doing most of the time um but yeah, it's just a really cool model. And it's it's hard for me not to say Ivan as well. A little bit of Cult of the New has crept in there. And I really like the Ivan model that's come out recently as well. But I will stick with the Punga Ice Troll is phenomenal. Again, it's the big guys, right? The big guys just look great. 
Yeah, I'm not sure I always enjoy using them, but I guess that's a different conversation for a different day. Punga models are really, really good generally. And that's the basis of the Underworld team I was referring to earlier. So what else were we going to find out about each other, Rob? Question three was your favourite uh, or the, yeah, your favourite uh, Blood Bowl moment. Um, so this could be either a play in a game or a certain tournament or a league that you played in or just, you know, what is your like biggest highlight? If you had to sell Blood Bowl to someone for you, what would be that selling point? What's your one thing that you're just like, this is what made it. This is where it was. Well, that one thing for me was was absolutely my, my first season in the DBL. I enjoyed the UU. It was really good fun. You know, I decided I wanted to give this game a, a proper crack. But um, playing in the DBL with a lot more variety of teams and opponents um, really secured it for me. Uh, and in particular, it was playing the Underworld team I referred to earlier. So, as I said, I didn't really uh, know too much about what I was doing and um, was going for some some big plays and some fun plays and about my second or third game in the league playing a guy called Lawrence who was probably a, a game ahead of me had Amazons which were a strong team early anyway and he's a good player knew what he was doing he'd got some key skills on them and was really starting to take me apart um, he had you know removals from the pitch pretty much every turn and after four or five turns I'd, I'd received but I was down players and and backed into a corner um, and, and left with very little choice other than to, to go for it. So I, I went for it big um, and went for a play that involved a, a thrower dodging out of tackle zones, going for it, um, making a, a long pass um, into tackle zones to a snotling um, that had to dodge and had to go for it twice to get into the end zone. And my it all worked. Um, and my opponent made the mistake of working out afterwards the odds and it was something like a 0.02% chance of that touchdown happening given the number of six pluses I needed in there. And it was just one of those plays I'll, I remember forever. Um, backed up in the second half by one that was almost as ridiculous. I think he worked out that was a 0.5% chance of a touchdown. And I won a game 2-1 that I had absolutely no right to win with most of my players sitting in the KO box um, and thought, you know, this is the game for me. If uh, skill clearly, clearly matters, um, but luck can play a part and dice can play a part and you can take chances and they can be rewarded. That's the kind of game I want to play um, against a kind of person who, you know, he was upset that I beat him, but, you know, he could only applaud um, the the way that I'd gone for it and the risks that I'd taken um, and was, was very complimentary about the plays in the chat afterwards. So, that, that, for me, secured Blood Bowl being my game. Yeah, and I think it's nice to have that as your story where you see the flip side of the dice and just being, you know, sometimes the dice do just work for you and it's not always double skulls and triple skulls. Absolutely. Sometimes you do pull off those ridiculous Absolutely. things. Mine's quite similar, to be honest. I mean, mine's more of a 3 P. Um, most people will know Purple Chest from One World, One Blood Bowl. We have played uh, three times now. Uh, first time we played at UKTC... Um, I managed to save a draw with a 6-plus uh, deflection on Saurus with a 6-plus catch to stop him scoring right at the death. Um, and then the second time we played was where I got my first NAF trophy, where he fouled a 1-in-9 on the gutter runner right at the death of it. Um, and then he absolutely took me apart at the World Cup. 
So it's the it felt like we were playing every tournament we were both at. It felt like we were playing, um, and then it sort of culminated in the World Cup, where I feel like he really got his just desserts and managed to absolutely table me at the World Cup. But the for me, it's got to be the World Cup. Going away with a bunch of five mates, having an absolute blast, meeting up with a bunch of old mates, new mates, getting a load of merch and swag, and just the whole experience was absolutely cracking. Um, and has really fired me up for going to play Blood Bowl around Europe or, you know, we've got European coming up that we're hopefully trying to get a team to go to that. Um, I'm sure the next World Cup, I'll definitely be throwing my hat into the ring to, to try and get out there for that, depending on where it is. Um, but yeah, it's really sort of ignited my fire for going and playing international tournaments and getting out there. I've got the Bilbao um, Teams Cup that I want to get out to, the Tillian Cup I want to get out to. I'd love to go and play in um, the Chaos Cup. Um, yeah, so for me, like, favourite moment um, is just going out to the Football World Cup. And also, uh, we played a bunch of Spaniards at UKTC the first year that we went. Um, shout out to Tibble, who I bump into every time I go to a tournament, and we've become really good pals, even though he's out in Spain and I'm over in London. Um, and we always meet up, trade swag, and have a catch-up, which is always absolutely great. Um, so yeah, for me, it's going and playing the international scenes uh, and the World Cup was probably my highlight of my blood bowl so far. Not so much the record, but we'll we'll move on from that. Yeah, it wasn't about the record, was it? The World Cup was just awesome fun, um, spending that time with a bunch of mates and a bunch of like-minded individuals. And as a consequence, I'll lay you, have, lay you off for having at least two or three different favourite moments from Blood Bowl because it's, it's that kind of game where it's really hard to choose. There's lots of good moments and, and lots of narrative around the game. Um, I guess we should probably wrap it up for our first episode, Jim. Um, I imagine we'll, we'll talk a lot more about leagues and tournaments, especially as we go into the new year. Um, how often should they be expecting to hear from us? Well, how often people can expect to hear from us and how often it will actually happen might be two entirely different things, Rob. Um, I think we're planning on trying to get together every couple of weeks uh, and put together half an hour or so um, to put out there. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if we've got that many interesting things to talk about and we'll see if people enjoy listening to it. Sounds good. Well, I guess we should sign off for our first little introduction and hopefully we'll be back soon to uh, regale you more more Blood Bowl stories from the London scene. Indeed. Let's date this episode now by wishing you a uh, Merry Christmas and speak again early in the new year. Oh, and to you, sir. Cheers.